This is the United States of America. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. It's always cool when the president remembers where he is, you know, even for a moment. News Talk 550 KTSA, I'm Sean. Hi. The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. We'll talk some more about abortion and uh, also uh, COVID deaths in, in this country up to a million, do- a million, uh, uh, a million people, a million folks have been lost to COVID. We're hearing whether we believe that number or not, so we'll get into that a little later on. Also, COVID, and, or I'm sorry, fentanyl coming across the border at uh, historic uh, levels and killing lots of people at historic levels. We'll talk about that. That's some happy crap to get into. Um, but I, I want to get hit this story again. I, I talked about this earlier in the day. The National Science Day. They, these are grown-ass adults, okay, in the education system. It's because this story, it, this is why I'm glad I don't have any young kids in, in school right now. Because I suspect this crap's going on in, in many more schools than we even realize. The Nash, And this is so stupid, it's funny. The National Science Teaching Association has been training teachers uh, pre-K to 12, sci- specifically science and math teachers, how to be a better intersex ally, ally, by injecting gender ideology into their classrooms, whether it has anything to do with science or math. Get that gender ideology in the classroom, man, so you can be a better intersex ally. And let me just, because when I first read this, I got this off a bright part, but when I first read this story, I'm like, this can't be, this has got to be a joke. Grown-ass adults don't actually believe this, do they? One video included in the slideshow uh, says that some language like people with penises or people with vaginas instead of male and female or men and women so as to be more inclusive to transgender people. That language, however, is not inclusive to intersex people. What is it? Now, intersex, what does that mean again? That means you'll, what? Sleep with anybody? I mean, is that? I mean, oh, I'm. It's, Chris, is that intersex? Does that mean anybody and everybody, or is that non-binary? I thought nine. I, I don't know. But somehow, intersex students feel excluded if you merely refer to the students' body parts. Therefore, this is from the article. Therefore, the video continues. The way to identify and refer to others exclusively, inclusively is through the bodily functions they could perform. Again, these are grown-ass adults, most of them with college degrees. Therefore, the video continues, the way to identify and refer to others inclusively is through the bodily functions they can perform, such as, quote, people who can get pregnant, quote, people who can get other people pregnant, <laughs> and thirdly, people who are at risk of testicular cancer. So, right, so people who can get pregnant, that'd be women, right, Chris? People who can get other people pregnant would be men or dudes. And people who are, that's my favorite one, people who are at risk of testicular cancer. 
Because if you're going to refer to somebody as a person who is at risk of testicular cancer, the implication is that what? That she got some, right? That's the. <laughs> Again, these are these are adults that think up this crap. You don't walk into a damn algebra class and say that crap. Okay, this is only the question for those of you who are at risk of testicular cancer. Kid raises his hand. Can I go to the people who can get pregnant bathroom? I mean, I... solve for X if you have a Y chromosome, solve for Y if you have an X chromosome. <laughs> a footnote to some of the, in some of the materials says this: supporting the binary explicitly and implicitly denies anything outside of the binary existing. People sit around and think this crap up. They do. They think this crap up. This language is antiquated and restrictive. Alternatives include lovelies. This is serious. Alternatives include lovelies, party people, kids, and folks. Spelled with an X, not an, a KS. First off, every once in a while, somebody on Facebook will refer to everybody else as my lovelies. I hate that crap. I'm not your freaking lovely. But why would you, why would you go to a classroom and refer to them as party people? You, you're telling me that's better. Party people is better than boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. People with penis. Uh, you know, you, you, you liberals have just lost your freaking mind, man. You've lost your mind. You have lost your. You've just lost it. You've gone off the res. You're flying off the rails. You're riding the crazy train. You don't make any sense anymore. People who can get other people pregnant. Here's David. David, how you doing? Hey, good morning. You know, I always want to be totally inclusive in, in everything that I ever say. Right. Um, but I'm really, I'm really troubled now because we... According to this paper and the, the erudite uh, suggestions, we've just defined womanhood as the ability to get pregnant, I guess. And what do we do with someone who can't? Because <laughs> men can get pregnant, too. So if you have a well, no, dude. I, I, let me, let, I'm going to show my age. What if, you know, a regular old woman can't get pregnant due to some... Oh, uh, medical. Fun- what do we what do we call them? That's exclusive. That excludes them. How can we include them? More than, people uh, who can get pregnant or people who could normally get pregnant, but can't get pregnant now. Oh, yeah. It's great. I appreciate the call. You know what I mean? It's he's right. Him, Shim. That person who could make other people pregnant who just called us. How do you look yourself? No, seriously, how do you look yourself in the mirror and say this crap out loud and feel good about it? You know what I mean? Maybe it should be people who sit down when they pee. You know what I mean? That, 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 if you really want to be inclusive. Good morning, people who sit down to pee and people who stand up to pee. <laughs> Aiming is sexist. Aiming is sexist. Because some people can't stand up to pee. And if they can't stand up to pee, then they can't aim. Well, not as well. 
Oh, God, I'm serious. These are strange, strange freaking times in which we live, man. Strange freaking. This is what's going on in your public education system. And again, whether it's this, you know, this stuff, and this program is called Queer Your Classroom, okay, or it's the CRT stuff, It's it, it. believe me, it's going on more than you realize in more schools than you realize. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555, let me know what you're thinking. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we are back, News Talk 550 KTSA. News Talk 550 KTSA. Sorry, I was thinking about something Chris and I were just talking about right before it went on the air. And I got distracted. Oh, poop. Anyway, um, well, let me tell you about uh, something that's been on my mind. I've been meaning to bring this up. Today is George Carlin's birthday. He was born May 12, 1937. Passed several years ago, obviously. Uh, how long has it been? Um, 2008. God, it's been that long. And, uh, you know, I'm a lifelong George Carlin fan. I mean, one of my brothers, I was the youngest of three brothers. Uh, my brothers were 10 and 8 years older than me. Um, so... I grew up listening to a lot of the records they had laying around. And by the time I got old enough to really kind of enjoy a lot of those records, they'd moved on. So I got the records. One of the earliest records that came into my possession, when I started listening to this record, uh, I just sneezed, but I hit the button, Chris. Um, I, uh, I, uh, started listening to class. Was it class clown? Is that what the name of the record was with the finger up the nose? Two of the early, no wonder I'm messed up. Two of the earliest record albums I ever listened to were Cheech and Chong's Big Bamboo and George Carlin, uh, Class Clown. And, uh, I just, I, I, I think I, I took some of his personality traits into mine, you know, and, uh, uh, he just had such a cadence and a way of delivering his humor. And his humor was very, very brainy. It was brainy humor and also quite profane. Like the seven words you can't say on TV, which are, I'm not going to say them because then I get fired. But, um, well, I guess I could say a few of them. Nah. But, you know, you think about it, cause I, and then I discovered, uh, Richard Pryor. Who I was also a huge, once I discovered George Carlin, I discovered Richard Pryor and I loved him. Robin Williams, I was a big fan. Remember the first record he had that came out was Reality, What a Concept. That was a great record. But these guys were, you know, offensive and profane dudes. And it's weird because now I'm in my mid fifties and the comedian icons that I grew up with, they would never make it today. They would be this. They'd be canceled. They'd be if if, if can't handle David Dave Chappelle, and that's nothing against Dave. I think Dave Chappelle's funny as crap, but if they can't handle Dave Chappelle, there's no way in hell they could have handled Richard Pryor. They'd probably cancel themselves. Probably. Wow. What's his well, name? Well, Carlin. No, the there's that one comedian. Uh, was it Dan Aykroyd? Oh, Dan or, Aykroyd. Yeah, is saying, "Oh, you can't do th- certain things now." But Dan Aykroyd really didn't do a lot of stand-up, I don't think. Maybe in his early years, I don't, I don't know. 
but Carlin and Pryor, who I think, I think Carlin and Pryor are, and Groucho Marx, <laughs> are the three greatest comedians this country has ever produced. Groucho Marx, George Carlin, and Richard Pryor. And even if you look at some of the oldest pre-Hayes Commission uh, Marx Brother movies, like Horse Feathers and Coconuts, they were doing all kinds of racy stuff back in their day that you would ne- that he actually would not play today. Without even without a Hayes Commission, the Marx Brothers were quite dirty, actually. But uh, you know, it's just it's it's interesting to me that the older America gets, the less tolerant it becomes. And and look, the the folks who are uh, not tolerant, who are they? Who are the not tolerant ones? Is it the white cisgender people? Is it the Christians? No, it's your your liberal idiots on the left, man. They can't handle anything. Well, who are the racists? The ones yelling racist. That's right. The liberals are the, the... And Carlin was a liberal. I mean, you know, very much so. Uh, well, maybe a libertarian near the end. Point being that it must be extraordinarily hard to do comedy these days. Because for me, if you're going to do comedy... I mean, I, I, I do comedy in my own weird way. But because I do it broadcast, I kind of know where that line is. I know how far I can go. You know what I mean? I, sometimes I can put a little toe over the line there and still be fine. But if you're going to do stage work, you're going to be a stand-up comedian. Line. There's a line. There's no line. <laughs> there shouldn't be a line. I always considered stand-up comedy an art form. Oh, absolutely. Kind of like, you know, painting or jazz, where you, you, Certainly. you're constantly pushing for something else yeah. and evolving. And oftentimes, I'm not a jazz aficionado. But I know enough that the best jazz is when you have the musicians up there and they're just going, yeah. they're just riffing, right? You know, just ad libbing as they go along. And oftentimes the best comedy is that way as well. Oh, certainly. Where they don't have to worry about offending anybody. Well, you're going to offend somebody. You want to be but provocative, you know, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and it just never ends A because lot. it's like you know somebody says something and it's like, well, but what's the deeper meaning? Oftentimes there is not a deeper meaning. <laughs> You know, I used to have this conversation with, with this guy who would go into this deep interpretation of Bob Dylan lyrics. And I'm like, you know, sometimes he would just write things because it sounded cool right. together. You know, he was just writing words that rhymed. Didn't have any deep meaning. It's just how it was. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, Dylan was just writing about the freaking rain, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It's just about the rain. Yeah. I got wet. Uh, how many interviews have we seen with him where somebody says, you know, in this song, and he's like, no, that's not what I meant at all. It just rhymes. well, yeah, and it's the same but, with comedians. Well, it, it is. Really I mean I, anything? It's just funny. Well, and a lot of times, sometimes there is meaning in a sense that I think comedians, and this is where I, I, I like you, elevate it to the level of art of an art form, is that you're talking about something maybe very personal to you, mm-hmm. but the best uh, comedians, in my opinion, were able to translate that in a way that made it. A, you know, approachable and funny to everybody who heard it. Right. I mean, you know what I'm you, saying? You mentioned Richard Pryor. Oh, God. Who, who had a darker childhood and early existence than Richard Pryor? Right. You know, his mother was a prostitute. He grew up in brothels. Yeah. You know, and to turn that into something that made us all laugh as hard as we did. It's brilliant. We're absolutely brilliant. <laughs> it's absolutely, it is. Uh, we're going to take a break. Actually, uh, 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 we're going to talk to Cleto, uh, has, has, has contacted us. Oh, great. And has a great George Carlin story. It's George Carlin's birthday. 
Happy birthday wherever you are, George, out there in the universe. Hope it's treating you well. We're going to take a break. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Yeah. Yeah. Newstalk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. We have an old friend joining us uh, on the air. We were talking about George Carlin, who uh, has a birthday today. He's passed, uh, obviously, but uh, he was born in 1937, I believe. And joining us is our old friend, Cleto. How are you, man? Good, brother. How you doing, man? Not too bad. a lot better? Yeah, I am feeling a lot better. I, I, I miss hearing your voice, man. We've got to get you back on the air on a regular basis. Hey, that sounds like a plan. I tell you what, I, I like the fact that uh, it's the legend's birthday today. Oh, hold on a second. Can you all hear that? That's my GPS. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my, 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 my story about George Carlin, I was doing the... Um, uh, what do you call it? The uh, Las Vegas Comedy Festival years back when they had it, and uh, we we're doing a little something at the uh, uh, Stardust, and it was like a, a conference for comedians. I oh, mean, this is actually probably my ten years in, and uh, wow. we took this class and he met other comics, networked all this stuff, how to be a bad, good comic. Well, they as one of the bonuses on the package was you get. Uh, they have a big dinner, and George Carlin was the speaker. Now, I grew up with Carlin, Pryor, Eddie Murphy. Right. That was who, you know, I said, this is what I want to do. And Carlin was definitely one of them. And when I uh, got, they told us all, all the comedians, look, we're taping this, so once you sit down, you stay seated. We don't want anybody getting up. Now, George Carlin comes up, and he says, well, they're giving me a Lifetime Achievement Award, and uh, I don't know why. i got plenty of years left. I'm only, like, you know, 62 or whatever. <laughs> and uh, he goes, but unlike you schmucks, I got a job at the MGM. So <laughs> they told me to give you words of wisdom. Uh, don't do drugs. All right, well, take it easy. <laughs> That's it. And he headed out to the exit, and there's only one exit. Well, I got up, and I took off, and I ran, and I met him there. And I, I reached my hand out and said, Mr. Carter, how you doing? My name is Gus Arduz. I'm a comedian for that. How you doing? He, goes, he shakes my hand and goes, good. Now get the hell out of my way. <laughs> like, I never washed my hand for a long time. I was like calling my wife. You're like, I believe what happened. I just shook George Carter's hand. So, Dude, uh, that's great. Unique story. That is. I mean, I do you, do you agree with me that like you look at Carlin and, and, and Pryor and even, and you mentioned another one of my favorites, Eddie Murphy. You know, would those guys play today, or would they be canceled? They'd be, uh, that'd no, be really no, hard. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I played a game the other day uh, watching Rodney Dangerfield, who's like my favorite comedian of all time. Hey, <laughs> get no respect, get no respect. You know, you know my doctor, Doctor Vinny Boombox. You know my doctor. You know, so my doctor, I, think, uh, I told my doctor, I think my wife has VD. Game of selfish shot. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, so, you know, it's like. Rodney Dangerfield is like, I played a game, and he was on Johnny Carson. This is not a special. This is not his room. This is uh, on Johnny Carson on the, on the Tonight Show. And I was playing a game, name how many jokes he couldn't say today. Right. And it was close to 14 for the, the different segments that I saw. Right. And I was like, wow. I, I mean, there's a lot of comics that today, I mean, now nowadays, it's like, it's not so much about hurting someone's feelings. It's like, Heck, the comics don't want to get hurt either. 
Right. I mean, you're talking about getting slapped and tackled on. Oh man! Like, if you don't like my act, you just gotta tell me. I'm 51. I ain't got to. I hurt when I fall. I ain't got to. <laughs> I don't want to get bruised just for doing the punchline. <laughs> Well, I mean, do you think it? I mean, that's fine. Do you think? I mean, do you think the? Do you think the Chappelle thing happened as a result of the uh, of the uh, Will Smith thing, or was that guy, that second guy, the Chappelle guy, just more of a fame hog who was? You know, I I don't know. I don't know what what it was, but I'll tell you what: no one will do that again. Right. (laughs) Right. That again, they checked him pretty good. Yeah. uh, You know, I have you know I have cousins now that are like. Hey, Primo, you want me to work the door? I'm, I'm really thinking about it now. <laughs> like, you know, I'm really thinking about right. maybe hiring him. And, uh, you know, and I got to do is get his beer tab. I'm good, you know. <laughs> well, I get his beer tab, he's covered. It's it's really unfortunate that this stuff is going on. And I and especially uh, the, the canceling stuff and, uh, uh, you know, comedians are, and Don Morgan, I guess you heard that. We were talking about how it's an, it's such an art form, what you do. Uh, and it's a necessary art form to society, in my opinion, and to culture to keep us all sane. We, we, the, 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 the comedians, and I heard Corolla say this once, the comedians are kind of the first line of defense for free speech. Whether you do, right. you know, you, you go over the line or you do clean comedy or whatever. Uh, uh, the comedians are the first line in, in, of defense and free speech, and I believe that absolutely. Yeah, we were the last of the modern day prophets, pretty much, and yeah. we were just pretty much like uh, the the town crier, if you will. And and uh, it was just kind of like you know, as 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 more and more of it evolved. I remember Seinfeld kind of called it out at one of his shows. At uh, well, I I don't know if it was. Uh, Harvard, I can't remember where it was, but it was in, in New York, and he told them, you know, they booed him, and and he said, look, you're going to kill comedy with this political correctness, and mm-hmm. and pretty much, it really died. A, a lot of people have kind of uh, a lot of comedian friends of mine, they they they've toned it down, and but there's, you know, seeing guys like Chappelle, and and uh, you know that 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 kind of just they find a way to still say what they want to say without kind of getting in there, if, right. if you will. And it's almost like refreshing right. to where it's like myself. I, be, I, do, I, do, I do clean stand-up. I don't, know, I don't care to offend anybody. I want everybody to enjoy the show. Sure. But I didn't – I mean, I started out as a, a dirty, filthy comic. <laughs> then I met my wife, who was a beautiful Christian woman, and she changed that bit real quick. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, – and then I started studying guys like Cosby before, you know, I right. knew about all the drug stuff. And then, you know, Sinbad and, and Bob Hope, you know. And even then, for their time, it was a bit edgy in a sense, but it was clean. Right. And I think for the most part, it's, uh, you, you, you got to, um, now it's something for comedians to think about. Okay, is this going to, like you said, is this going to cross the line? Is this going to go ahead and... Uh, Pull it back. For me, it's like it, 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 I got to double check how funny it is, and and and, and it's just the way I write. I mean, I don't care. I mean, I want everybody to enjoy. Uh, right. Nowadays, it's like it, it was all about putting butts in the seats. Look at look at look at uh, Chris Rock. Oh man, I mean, he got he got uh, what was it? Uh, he got slapped, and then the next day, he got a, his tickets were eight hundred dollars. <laughs> you know, not only can you slap me, you can body slam me, wrestle <laughs> me to get my ticket sales up. I'll be alright with that. Well, you, you know, know what? I mean, it's like 
No, I mean, I got, I got you. But just about the clean comedy thing again, you know, because you, I, I know I've heard you on another radio station that's a Christian station, and uh, some of those guys on, on that station are really, really funny. And what, what I think is interesting is that in today's world, though, you could be doing what would ordinarily be called clean comedy and still say something that is going to offend somebody for some political reason. So I don't think even clean comedy, in a sense, is safe uh from uh, uh from from that that hatchet you know what i mean of of the of the woke crowd and so that's why i believe in general it's got to be really difficult to 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 be a comedian these days cuz you you kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't yeah you there's there's uh it's like you want to here you are you're trying to bring joy and laughter to the world and 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 uh you just you're just doing a lot of comics will, you know, just talk about what they observe. Like, well, let's right. see, a million people saw Chris Rock get slapped. There's going to be some jokes there that you're like, oh, man, you know, that wouldn't happen to me or if that did, and you tend to put your perspective on it. And I think it's, um, you know, I, I, I'm not for, I'm, I'm just like, let's let's make everybody happy. Let's right. make everybody kind of like, let's get back to, uh, yeah, you, you just think about some of the sitcoms back in the seventies that couldn't even play today. <laughs> oh, never! I mean, I I want to I want to do my own sitcom, but I'm, I told my wife the other day I want to do a sitcom, but I'm trying to think well, what I talk about. You know? I mean, like, <laughs> my my family is like a certain way, right? And I would probably offend like so many different you know folks out there, and I'm just just from what they say and so on, and I'm like. You know, I don't understand. I don't get what's uh, what's going on in my wife. I go, this is a whole new bag. Right. And now you got guys rushing the stage and slapping people, and, you know, it's not okay. It's not. Right. No, it's I not. I don't understand how your words are going to hurt you, but you're okay with him slapping somebody for saying something wrong. <laughs> I'm like, hold on a minute. Hold <laughs> on a minute. Something's wrong here. That doesn't make it right. I got I got to run, Cleto, but, man, it's a pleasure right. to hear your voice, and uh, I think we got a mutual gig down the road I'm going to see you at uh, in September. But uh, uh, thanks for checking in with us with the Carlin story, man. You got it. Take care, guys. And remember, guys, laugh, love, and you know what? Laugh some more. All right. See you. <laughs> Rock on, man. Thank you, sir. Uh, a cool surprise visit from Cleto. I appreciate that. Uh, check him out. He's all over uh, He's all over social media and online. Just look up Cleto Rodriguez, and he's going to come up for you with the uh, with his gigs and all that stuff. Uh, 210-599-5555. This is John Quinones from ABC News. Congratulations to KTSA on 100 years of service to my hometown of San Antonio and South Texas. And we're back. There's Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. Hi. It's always cool to talk to Cleto, man. Cleto's a cool dude. We were talking about George Carlin's birthday uh, today. He's one of my favorite comedians growing up. I saw him actually... And I've told this story a thousand times on the air, but I, I saw him in I think it was 1988. It was when I it was when I first started in radio. It was so it was about 1988, 1989. And uh, the radio station I worked at, WCEI, a better variety of yesterday and today, on News Talk 550 KTSA. A better variety of the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and today. And somehow we got George Carlin to perform at the... It's a small town along Chesapeake Bay to perform at the community center 
in this small, dinky town along Chesapeake Bay. And found out what he does, or used to do, is when he has new material, he goes to small venues and he tests out his, his which I guess a lot of them do, and tests out his new material in these small venues. Because when we saw him, and I mean, it was maybe 200 people in fold-out chairs, and he was right there on stage in front of me. And he had a bunch of uh, the index cards he was working from. And it was he was hilarious. And then, I don't know, maybe four or five months later, I saw the same material, much more refined, and he was at Madison Square Garden. But what I remember most about Carlin is that when he wasn't working on the prepared material, he 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 would ad lib and just say the most ridiculous crap, and it, it, he just feels brilliant. He's funny. I wish the hell I'd met him. I didn't get to meet him. Uh, I wasn't you know that cool in radio at that point. I'm still not that cool in radio, but I mean, I would have liked to have had a, a moment to like talk to him, but I I didn't. It was you know, was see the show and then leave. But it was cool. It was cool to see him in that kind of a tiny little venue. I had the same situation. Saw him in a in a small town. Uh-huh. He was just working out some new. He had an HBO special coming up right. later that year, and he was working out new material. You know, he get you know he had a lot of stuff prepared already, right. what have you. But there was uh, half the show was just new things that he was trying out. Right. So it's fun to watch. It was. It was. See fun. how they worked that yeah. stuff out. Yeah. I I tried to do comedy in the eighties a few times, mm-hmm. and I wasn't bad at it, but I wasn't as sec- exceptionally great at it. I think I like the the you know being in a room with a microphone better than anything else, because then I just don't give a well, crap. You know part, what I mean? That part's addicting for sure. Well, yeah. So. And I just I, I'm I'm I, I just don't care. I, you know, I'm I'm not very woke anymore, and I don't care. <laughs> I just like to throw it out there. But to, to, but you're right to sit and do that. And plus, I like to do poetry readings. But again, you're working from something, mm-hmm. right? But to just walk out there. And try to make people laugh. Yeah. Ooh, that is an art form. And the people who are really good at it are, you know, amazing people. Because that, right. that ain't easy, man. You know, imagine it this way. You you always you often mention the people who listen to the show but that don't like you. They put up with the same thing. You know, these okay. comedians, you know, a oh, lot yeah. of people in the audience, probably 10%, can't stand this comedian. They're there to heckle them. Yeah, and you're <laughs> going to hear it and see it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that can't be any fun. But I guess every time you go on stage, you learn. You know, it's like every time you crack a mic, you learn something. And that's going to do it for me. Uh, heading into Friday tomorrow. Uh, thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother Trey. Where, as usual, spread the love. Don't be a jerk. And we'll see you tomorrow morning on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Bye. <laughs>